taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste. Welcome to the Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all responsible Pikmin owners listen to. On this week's episode, Troy dives into an unstable interdimensional portal with Ratchet and Clank. We take a stroll around the block with Pikmin Bloom, and to round it out, your favorite video game dragons will explain some of the world's most complicated video games. My name's Amanda. My name's Troy. I'm Brian. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. Frequent listeners to the podcast know that we like to begin each episode with a question. This week's question comes to us from Jembeeb of Somewhere That Floods in New Jersey. <laughs> Jembeeb asks, oh if you could live anywhere, what video game universe would you live in? Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Easy. It sounds wow. like a very uh, tame, <laughs> lovely. What? It's just a love. Oh wait, that's where we are currently in life. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, this is yeah. not. This is not. This is not what game universe you want to be. Oh no, it's what game universe you want to be, not what game universe you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Right. Did you say that because we're American, or did you say that because we're Floridian? I'm just the oh, level gosh. of driver. <laughs> I mean. That's actually I, just squaring it. That's all that it is. It's not. <laughs> uh, so you're in the Vice City version of the universe. Yep, yep, yep. What you're like yep. just pure chaos, but a great soundtrack. You're not Amazing. wrong. <laughs> I love it. So you're just choosing that because you want your life to change as little as possible. Oh, no. Which is okay, kind no, of no. positive. Listen, no. If, if, there's, if there's a game universe that I want to be part of, easy. Super Mario Galaxy. Because I just want to like fly and just like swing around planets i i, I just want to go wee for 80 percent of my life and if i live in that universe that's that's just how you get around well do people that live in that universe do they also get to a chance to travel around or are they just living on one small tiny planet the, their entire life i think some do and some don't okay i mean uh, uh space travel isn't as hard in the mario galaxy universe as it is in our universe that's like true. other people have done it that's I true know more than one person in that universe <laughs> yeah you're, you're right because all you have to do is just jump and just then you're jump. into a different yeah. uh planet. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah i i think that'd be fun i would be jumping everywhere it's just so colorful it's fun go hang out with uh rosalina oh man fight some uh star babies what are they called those star little, childs what what are they yeah star childs those little like fluffy star things that russell has they're star bits they're star bits anyway they, they're fun they look soft i feel like that would be like a fun either punching bag or like a pillow at night oh wow, that's so violent I, or, or, you, or a, you violent today or a pillow at night <laughs> okay, okay. I, mean, I mean rosalina throws them at people as yeah. for her moves <laughs> in <true>. smash brothers <laughs> yeah. they, they're used pretty callously they, they are <laughs> i feel like nintendo is a pretty safe bet um I, it, along the lines of nintendo and i hate to say this it's probably just on my mind i would probably go animal crossing i was in that same place <laughs> you could be my neighbor yep we'll, we'll be neighbors together. I'm down. I'm going to be the it. mayor. That makes three of us. So let's, let's go round table to why we would choose Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but you guys, oh, that's right. You guys can because you guys would just have to live on, can you guys live on each other's island? Or would not? you guys like live on your own islands and then just visit each other? I would probably live on my own island. But you, we, yeah. right, we can have neighboring islands. And then Captain can, can, can yeah, I, ship it us doesn't matter islands. to me. Yeah. Okay. I'd be cool with being a villager or being the person in charge. It doesn't matter to me. I don't know. Could you could you actually like share your fossils with everybody else though? Yeah. 
Well, oh. fossils are the same regardless. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's more the design decisions that, that I would. Ah, I mean, fair, I, I, I got to have. Com- that's the, one of the things that I'm going to enjoy about Animal Crossing is having complete control over every element of my life. I can choose. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Not the villagers. Uh, all the yeah, time. but uh, only to a certain degree. I mean, yeah. when the new DLC comes out, I get to choose what they wear and where they live and what their house looks like and everything in their house and fair. also what they say. So this is just a perfect friend for me, which is just <laughs> they, they will never do anything unexpected. I mean, and uh, if you don't like someone, if you don't like a neighbor, you, you can, can just kick them, kick out, them out, right? Yeah, right. I That's can't. what happiness is, right? Yeah, right, guys. This <laughs> is sounding. This is sounding very <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like hey, you were saying, I'm aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we got. I guess we got some aggression, Amanda. Today, yeah. we'll take we it. We had an aggressive week. <laughs> I would do Animal Crossing purely based on the idea that I could fish and catch bugs, and that will be enough to work. That would make sustenance for me it's to a live. Survival lifestyle. I can, yeah. I can just go outside. I could plant some flowers. I could fish for a little while. I could do. I could just help villagers out, and they'll give me money. I'm down, man. I, I'm a billionaire. The turnip market, very clear and easy to understand. A world where you can fish for 15 minutes and make $10,000 is a pretty good world. <laughs> so I'm there. Good. So I'm good. in. Think of all the times you have for video games. <laughs> Boom. My my thought process behind picking Animal Crossing is a little different. I'm just, y'all, I'm, I'm just tired of people. <laughs> I'm just sick and tired of people. I just want to deal with animals and that's it. Like... That's that's all I want. I just want to live somewhere really far away where like I don't have to reset someone's password. <laughs> um, and yeah, just just live surrounded by by little little creatures, little uh, little yeah. animals, and I could literally just find bags of money on the ground <laughs> or uh, in the ground. <laughs> Plant yeah. money trees. Uh, yeah. You're also like super strong. Like you all can like chop a tree down in three hits. Oh yeah, and then pick up that tree and put it in my pocket. Yeah, um, and just man, like I'm yeah. gonna scoot around full furniture by yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and challenge that and say uh, I could probably do that in real life. Dang! Oh. All right, Asel. How I big is you. this tree? He's he's actually swinging with a chainsaw. It's That's a what it is. <laughs> Each swing. No, the, the tree is like that Christmas tree from Charlie Brown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that really pathetic one. <laughs> like two hits or less. I got this. Yep. Yeah. I believe in you, Asel. It's it's a plastic tree. <laughs> uh, what about you, Brian? Uh, you know, I've been thinking this entire time, and uh, I think I'm gonna go with Stardew Valley. Oh. Uh, only because Haunted Chocolatier is not out yet. Oh, yeah. Oh. I feel like yeah. I want to also live in the cho- Haunted Chocolatier world, just, but I don't know exactly what it's like yet. So I don't know if there's going to be some caveat that I'm not going to gel with. There's going to be like one ghost that ruins it for you where right? you're like, no, I no, can't, gonna I can't. Be, do this. There's going to be one eclair that's like, ugh, no, this isn't this Eclair's is a out. good name for a chocolate ghost. Yeah. Oh, man, it is. That's an amazing name. But, you know, I'm going to go with Stardew Valley because not only it's like pretty much Animal Crossing. Let's just say that. Uh, but, you know, villagers still have their own lives. You can't control their lives, which I'm fine with because I don't <laughs> in Animal Crossing anyways. Uh, but like a major draw, though, is that you can shut down what is essentially Amazon in their universe yeah. just yeah. by being, I don't know, hospitable and being a good town. <laughs> like, being a good like local source uh, yeah. uh, mom and pop shop. Yeah. You could somehow shut down a giant corporation that... Uh, that it, that exists in that town, so I think that you know it gives me some power as well that that I that I enjoy. And you can make beer in that game. Oh, yeah. you can yeah. get a full on brewery. 
That's what Animal Crossing's missing. All right, I'm gonna go hang out at Star uh, uh, Brian Stardew Valley Universe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on my galaxy, so I'm gonna be able to visit all of your. (laughs) That's true. Right. That's true. If you hear like a wee. Uh oh, that's me. <laughs> to, to be very clear, I don't want to control my villagers. I just think that all the yellow Skittles should be in the same place and then all the red Skittles should <laughs> right, be in the same right. place. It has nothing to do with them and their lives. I just no, Totally know. not. <laughs> and once a year, all of the Skittles should collectively go to a stadium and worship you. No, no, I don't want that. That no. is way too much work. She just wants them to give them her picture, or their picture. That's what they want. No, I don't oh, want their gotcha. picture. I want their house to match the aesthetic that I've imagined for the rest of my island, and they should have Got no it. say over that. It's fine. It. <laughs> this is why we get along pretty well, because I'm cool with all the things that happen in the house. <laughs> <laughs> we get along, and, and you don't even notice most of the time. Oh, that too. <laughs> I can take all of the furniture out of one room and move it to yeah. another room, and just nothing. I've got like object blindness or like object permanence. I don't know which one. But uh-huh. like, yeah, she'll move like a, she'll rearrange the entire living room. And when I walk in, it'll just like in my mind, I'm like, it's always looked like this. <laughs> and I'll love, I like it. It's yeah. pleasant. But I'll be like, it's always been like this. And just go about my business. She's looking at me like, what, 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 do you, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally noticed the things that you do. Cause I, cause like I noticed you painted the, uh, the bookshelf behind you. And I remember walking in, looking at it going, I know. I just, I, I, I know it's been there forever. I just probably never noticed it. And I think I mentioned it to you later. It's like. Hey, that, you know, I really like that bookcase. I, I just, for some reason, I just can't remember that. You know, I can't remember when you did it. They're like, oh, I just did that. I was like, well, that makes sense. That's, <laughs> I thought that, that that's always I, been there. That's why I have no memory of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the complete opposite for me. Like, we play that game all the time at home where Genevieve is like, hey, um, notice anything? And I'm like, ah, dang it. Mm. <laughs> you got a haircut. <laughs> no, I painted the wall behind you. Oh. <laughs> The yep. door is missing. What do you mean? <laughs> it's an entirely different house. What are you talking about? Um, I try to get away with vague terms. Just like, oh, that's over there now. <laughs> or like, oh, nice. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> it never works. It, it never works. We all, all the guys always try that. It's just like, yeah, that's this general thing. I, I don't know if it's just guys. I have plenty of friends that it's are true. guys that are very, very into that. I think it's just me or a few of us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, before choosing Animal Crossing, I was going to choose uh, Harvest Moon. That's another one. Um, yeah. Because that would be another good one. But A, I would have to deal with people. And I'm very anti-people right now. And B, uh, I would have to deal with like cattle. And that sounds like a lot of a lot of pressure. It's a lot of poop. I mean, hey, it's, it's, it's a choice. You don't have to. You just, you just can if you want you're, to. You're on a farm, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Old McDonald had a farm. And there were animals on it. <laughs> now, Hassel, if we did want to deal with people, how could our good, good listeners at home get in touch with us to ask us their own question to be featured on Taste of Dragons? Well, you want to head on over to our Discord, join, and then ask us a question right there. Um, and, you know, a friendly reminder while you're there, hit that like button. Give us a follow on all of the social media platforms, including Instagram, Discord, Twitch, YouTube. Up uh, Facebook Live Journal, um, <laughs> MySpace, Ge- GeoCities, MySpace, GeoCities. Uh, make sure to check into the Taste of Dragons on Foursquare. Yes. <laughs> Th- thanks, Cecil. No problem. <laughs> and with that, we are going to move right along to our next segment. What are you playing? What Are You Playing is the segment where we analyze one of many video games that we've played this year. Bringing you the facts, the figures, and the folklore for this week's game is Troy. 
Hey there, handsome. What are you uh, playing? Oh, oh, hey. <laughs> hi, 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 Amanda. It, it, it's okay. We're married. <laughs> yeah, thank you. My, my self-confidence feels real good right now. <laughs> that was a very confident. How's it going there, handsome? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm ready to talk about some video games now. Uh, all right, y'all. It is Ratchet and Clank time. Uh, Ratchet and Clank rift apart. Uh, released this past summer. I think it was like uh, June 11th or July 11th. It was June. It was June 11th. Man, that was a long time ago. But it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> this, summer. this year's weird. Just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the latest in a long line of action adventure games dating back like 20 plus years. Like, uh, like the rest of the games, uh, this game is developed by Insomniac Games and is exclusive to the PlayStation console. Specifically, the PlayStation 5. If you don't have a PlayStation 5, you are not playing this game. It's just not happening. It. A uh, quick note on, on I feel kind of guilty okay. because I kind of relish in exclusive games that are for the PlayStation 5. I don't know what like petulant child on a <laughs> playground I am <laughs> of being like, no, these are my toys and you can't play with them. Uh, uh, the idea that, that only PlayStation 5 people can play this, I feel guilty, but I feel like, <laughs> I, don't know. I feel weird. like it's good because that means the game's gonna be better because they didn't have to like spread yeah. it out. But like, if you wanna, if you wanna break that down into <laughs> into a childhood hoarding no, of, I, I don't, video I, games. I feel bad that I feel that way, but I do. So <laughs> there's that. So uh, nanny nanny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me tell you about this game that you can't play. Um, if you do have a PlayStation Five, though, you can enjoy it. And if you if you don't have one, check out check out the videos on on youtube watch us play it on twitch we have some vods up and you can still enjoy this game it's still enjoyable even if you don't have a playstation 5 or uh but, or get a playstation you know yeah it's real easy to find these days <laughs> oh, it, is, it is just go to the store yeah and just go ask to your them for local one. cbs i think it's just over the counter get yeah, a PS5. right super easy get that in gatorade you're good to go um so here's the premise of this game. All right, you play as this like plucky cat, lynx, humanoid. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but they call it a Lombax. And uh, they are like this rad mechanic named Ratchet. And then through a chance encounter, you come across a small, loyal, sentient, and freaking cute-ass robot <laughs> named Clank, uh, who brings news that the galaxy's like in peril and all that. All right. Over the span of like 13 or 14 games, this is pretty much the same premise, just <laughs> applied over and over again. They go on various missions, save the universe, uh, just uh, uh, over and over again. And um, they they do it with nothing but just like friendship and and gumption and like a warehouse of high-powered ballistic weaponry that would, <laughs> <laughs> would probably even make like Wayne LaPierre blush or like... I don't know. He would probably even be like, nah, that's too much. Let's, we should probably regulate those. Rambo would be like, that's a little extreme. <laughs> Rambo's like, calm it down. <laughs> what are you trying to prove? <laughs> um, this latest tale catches up with this dynamic duo uh, with the universe finally at peace. They, they nailed it. <laughs> it took them long enough. They got they, it. They finally, they, they were able to bring their universe to complete peace. And the game starts with you being celebrated for it uh, in like a parade. And even like the the floats that you're kind of uh, making your way through the parade and everyone is cheering you. It's just magnificent time. Uh, even the floats are like recapping like highlights of your past adventures. It's, it's really gnarly. So what happens when you have a couple of space vigilantes who were so good at their job that they're out of a job? Got one word for you. What's that? Multiverse. Is that the Facebook thing? 
What? What? <laughs> That's the metaverse, sir. That's oh. the metaverse. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was no, close. Multiverse, I feel, is like our new generation's just excuse to make whatever. <laughs> it's true. You know what? If you had given me two words, I would have said time travel. But you only gave me one, so yeah. I didn't I couldn't give you and, and granted this word has like a hyphen in it, so like I'm kinda cheating. But it still, it one still word. works. It still, it still works. One word. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's the premise. A dimension opens up, uh, there's like a dimension gun, it goes off by accident, and it sucks ratchet and clank into a timeline, into a different universe where they never existed and evil robots have taken over. So of course they got to get to work. They're like, oh, good, we're we're in we're in business again. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's not that it's just that they don't exist. It's also that they're the main bad guy actually has like wit about him he actually knows what he's doing oh yeah 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 in in, in their original timeline yeah that robot is just super dumb it's a super yeah. dumb robot and in this other universe they're like lex luther yeah <laughs> they like know how to get evil done <laughs> i would have said he just had better self-confidence in the other universe it didn't seem like he had mm. like more wherewithal mm. he just believed in himself i don't know i think all he had was confidence in in the prior timeline but he was so he was so egotistical he just thought anything he would do would work and that's where he would bumble a lot oh i just thought that mm. was a like a like a i, uh, I always felt that there was like a, a mask that he was wearing was pretending to be that self-confident but oh no he's no, just bad no yeah that's uh <laughs> that was he was just really kind of dumb which, yeah. which was funny yeah, <laughs> he was a comic relief yeah, exactly. yeah he was surrounded by some characters that did some robots that were sentient enough to know what he was doing was dumb but he was in charge so they couldn't do anything right. about it and not having ratchet or clank there really helped out in this other universe for him his even if that other robot him that the other nefarious was smarter essentially he just got really lucky there was no one to stop him from doing the dumb things he was doing mm-hmm mm-hmm so what happens in this new uh, dimension? Well, uh, l- l- let me run down uh, wh- what I like about it. And that'll, sure. What I like about this game, and that'll it'll bring in um, something that happens in this dimension. All right. Um, uh, the first being uh, a brand new character named Rivet. Um, she is this universe's, like, I guess, alter, alter ego of, of, um, of Ratchet. What uh, would you call that? Uh, variant. A variant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doppelganger. And so, uh, very cool character, voiced by Jennifer Hale, which is like voice actress legend. Former Mass Dragon Effect, of the Week. Mm-hmm. Former Dragon of the Week, Bioshock, Metal Gear Solid. Um, just an amazing voice actress. So, they, they brought her um, to bring to life Rivet. And uh, the whole thing is Rivet's kind of just lonely because this, this other universe is a universe where essentially Ration and Clank never met. So, they never got that friendship. And so you go into this universe and you find the the variants of Ribbit and the variants of of Clank. And then it becomes like a very interesting like relationship drama of how they can kind of like learn to work together and learn how to be friends. Because once again, it just comes down to friendship. That's how you beat all the bad things <laughs> in this world is, is friendship. It, it is fun because like if you had told me that they were going to take Ratchet and Clank and then they were just going to make girl versions of them and then make the same game with just mm-hmm. like girly versions, then I would have been like, mm. but they it's did a, a little, really good job. Right. On face value, it, feels it seems really pandering, genuine. but yeah. no, yeah. It, it definitely comes across like they, they, they put a lot of thought into it and uh, and she's great. She's great. And I and they set the game up so that it seems like there will be more of, of them going forward. Um, other things I really liked about this game, the looks. OMG, the graphics on this game. I swear to you, the first hour, I had to keep blinking because I felt like I was watching like a Pixar film that I was controlling. <laughs> yeah. I could not believe how amazing this game <sighs> looks on the PlayStation 5. Well, I mean, it's it's that PS5 again, you know? Just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would know like if you have one, then you get it. But like if you don't, it's like it's okay. But like, yeah. 
It was right. the first game that, like, <laughs> speaking on that PS5 thing, it was the first game that I played on it where I truly did feel like this could not run on something else. Right? Like, yeah. The, the, the way the graphics were, they were just, it truly was unreal. The multiverse yeah. that opens up and the fast, the speed that the game works at, yeah. it, it's very clear that this is next gen. And it was yeah. the first game I had played on the PlayStation 5 that felt next gen. Not that the other ones I played weren't pretty. But this one was right, like, right, right. oh, this this can't run on something else. This is it. The seamless loading. Like yeah. They, you jump through a portal, you were instantly, you could tell in a completely different area yep. and there was no load screen. Yep. Yep. And and the way it pulled the animation around you. Like, yeah. you, it really did look like you were, like, whipping into another area. Like, it was it was amazing. Yeah. It, the, that, the gameplay um, fell into service with the looks, too. Like, like you were saying, you, you get, like, a, a gun or some type of ability that opens up a little portal and you warp into it. So you can do that, like, on the fly. And every time you do it, it's like mind boggling. And you can just do it all the time if you want. It, and it never stops being mind boggling. Um, yeah, the looks are just so top notch. They definitely built this game from the ground up uh, with the PlayStation in mind, using it at its uh, best capabilities. And it really, really freaking shows. I, this is like the showcase piece. If someone were to come over and I'm like, you want to see what the PlayStation 5 can do? Let me run this. And I have to be like, no, this is not DreamWorks. This isn't some, <laughs> we're not watching a movie. This is a video game that we're doing. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, the other thing I really liked about this game was just smashing everything. Yo, this is a game where you just get a giant wrench and you just smack, just smack it at everything. <laughs> there's just like a, like a trash can, you smack it at it. And there's like some boxes, smack it at that. And there's like enemies, smack it at that. Um, you just smack everything. And then they like burst into bits and you collect them. It, 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 what I'm getting to is like, this hit a, a part of my nostalgia that I wasn't expecting because of all those other Ratchet and Clank's games that I played. I didn't play those when I was like a child because no, I was playing like, you know, the first couple Mario Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I played those games probably in my early 20s. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yet still, when I started smashing these boxes and just collecting all these little bits and nuts and bolts and rivets and I could like see them swirling about me, I got this glee that I felt like I've had since I was a child. <laughs> but it was it was bizarre and wonderful. And I just haven't played one of these games where you just go around these worlds, hitting things, collecting stuff, and just having a good time. Sounds pretty dope. So this thing was made to showcase the PS5 and all the parts of it. Um, I was watching an interview with them, and uh, they were talking about how amazing they remember Spyro being for the original PlayStation. You ha- and, and most specifically, the fact that you had this new console and you had this dinosaur who was running on four legs, which is like unheard of. <laughs> and like it moved so fluidly and you could like jump and dash and move and fly. And, and, and he's like graphics aside, just the fact that they created this thing that was so iconically PlayStation. Because you, like you said, Joe, you can't do this anywhere else. And that was their motivation for bringing Ratchet and Clank and trying to bring something that you just haven't seen to the PlayStation. Um, I don't normally interrupt to do corrections, but you did just call Spyro a, a, a dinosaur. And I think for the oh branding gosh. of our podcast, <laughs> we, we would like to clarify yeah, yeah. that Spyro is definitely a dragon. Yeah, uh, but Spyro is a fire-breathing dinosaur. <laughs> well, right? That is a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> He's a winged dinosaur. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're a thousand percent correct. A hundred percent a dragon. So while, while other uh, Insomniac games... Um, 
like I think last December they made uh, Spider-Man's Miles Morales, which was a PS5 exclusive. Yes. But to be honest, it was really just like a dress up of their PS4 game, the Spider-Man game. So it, it still felt like a PS4 game that they kind of just made a little, little more shinier. Ratchet and Clank, however, was made from the ground up. It's a PS5 game and it, it freaking shows. The soundtrack's fine. It feels pretty standard. Very inspirational superhero space music. You know? I agree with so that, it's, yeah. It's going to make you swell with some good feels, but it's not going to be necessarily memorable. You're not going to be humming it you know, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks later. Um, a couple downsides. I, I don't know. I was thinking about like, okay, what are some critiques or downsides I can think about this? Um, one is, yes, it's a PS exclusive. That is inherently kind of like an womp womp that like more people can't experience what 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 a fun game this is. Um, but other than that, I can't really think of any. Um, I mean, I, I guess if, if someone, if there is someone who is coming to this and they're not into like linear world type games and if they're more of like, you know, into open world endless stuff, like, they won't. This is not a game that you're gonna be into so much. This is kind of linear. Yeah, you can hop back and forth between worlds, but you're not getting this huge exploration, Breath of the Wild type uh, experience. It's a uh, just smash and collect things nonstop. And also, the the story doesn't really have that much depth to it. You could pretty much tell how everything is gonna go or play out after like the first hour. But who's here for complex, deep story? You know, I just <laughs> yeah. I, I also, know. also, if you like one gun, you can't just use one gun the entire time. <laughs> no, you, you have to consistently switch weapons. Cause then you're like shooting and all of a sudden click, 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 click. Well, I'm out of ammo and you yeah. have to keep, you have to consistently switch weapons, which, which is oh, a chore at some of the times. Oh, I'm, I don't know. I find it to be a positive. Oh, no, I'm sure you do. Like, I'm just saying for yeah. like some people, though, yeah, like, oh, I, ju- I just want to use the topiary spring. There's like eight you know? different magic. There's like eight different magic guns in this thing. And you could like bop all over swapping them out and and yeah it becomes kind of strategy if you run out of bullets you kind of have to think like which one i'm going to use next and you can make combos the, the gunplay is fantastic uh, joe you also picked up this game how did you enjoy the weaponry i loved it i i am one of those people that likes to pick one gun though so for me it was a little bit more problematic because i had like two guns i wanted to use the entire time and i spent, oh really i i really liked the buzzsaw gun because <laughs> i liked watching the little buzzsaws fly around them and i liked the pixel the pixelator Right. And so, like, I, I really, those were like, it, those were my favorite guns. And the Pixelator had eight ammo. That's yeah, it. it's like a shotgun. It's yeah. a shotgun. And I don't normally like shotguns, but it actually eight bit pixeled everything. Right. And it's like, so, so hilarious. It, it's hilarious. It was so Even funny. their sounds. And they like, yes! keep moving, too. Yes! And, like, and it's crazy that they put so much work into a gun that you can only get if you pre ordered it. Yeah. Like, if you got the day oh, one really? edition, yeah. that's the only way you can oh, get I that gun. That. Yep. Oh. That, I so thought they that was kind of sad, actually. That much work the into so it. <laughs> the gun is so good. And it's I, different for every enemy that you hit, yeah. which is It pixelates amazing. them, and then their sounds get all 8-bit, and then, like, they still move, and it's yeah. just, and you still, and you shoot them again, and then they die, and yeah. it's, it's really cute. I, I love that. And I, the buzzsaw gun was great, too. I, I kind of I fell into, like, a meta game with the gunplay, because you can, when you, when you use a gun, you can actually level that gun up to make it more powerful. Yeah. And so what would happen is I would level up my favorite guns, and then they'd be maxed out. They can't get any better and then and then i would have to use guns that i'm not really that into but then i would have to learn how to win with these guns that like i just didn't use the whole game or for most of the game and it became almost like a gun puzzler because i i i wanted to level up every single gun to its like maximum potential it it became a nice game within a game for me yeah i did the same and some of the guns changed when you leveled them. So you were like, oh, I don't know if I like this, but then you'd level it. I'm mm, like, oh, yeah. now it does this thing. And that's actually really cool. I had yeah. that same issue where I didn't play with half of the guns throughout the entire game, especially the guns that were set up guns were like the topiary sprinkler or the the doom hand, the doom glove. I didn't play with a bunch of them because they just, that's not my style of how to play. Yeah. I don't want to set traps for things to kind of like get stuck. But when you go into the heroes arena, 
there's some of those guns where the only way you're beating that area yeah. is if you if you actually set traps up essentially with right. some of the guns. And I really liked leveling up the guns throughout the entire game, whether I use them or not. That was just kind of what I do because yeah. you have the points there. You might as well. It was fun. It was just excitement. And they, you would balance this really fun gameplay with really dynamic set pieces, whether it's like high speed train chases or you're, you're falling down like an endless like tree trunk. Like it, it was just so high octane. Let's go. Let's have fun. This was like a blockbuster summer movie equivalent for video games oh yeah and i was just smiling ear to ear the entire time i went through it if you had to make a sandwich score for your ratchet and clank experience all right this is gonna be a classic burger because yes a burger is a sandwich and um but it's like it's like a good looking burger though the buns are toasted the lettuce tomato sit like perfectly like the beef has that like nice glisten to it um, and you see this gorgeous burger and you're like, yo, how much? And they're like 10 bucks. And I'm like, all right, it's pretty standard. But then they're like, oh, oh, we can only serve it on this plate. And you have to spend like 250 bucks for this plate. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeesh, that's steep. But that burger looks real good. And so you, you just buy that plate and then you find out the plate like is like sensory. It like heats up a little and like, <laughs> add, it, like little spices come out of the plate <laughs> that you weren't expecting and like accent and then the burger. You- then and then you adjust your monocle before you start eating it. <laughs> you say, good day. And then you chomp in and it's delicious, but it's still a burger. Like it's, it's still a burger. It's nostalgic, but it's still a good burger. So it's not. Yeah. Welcome to good burger. <laughs> that, you got it. How, how many burgers is it? This is a five out of five. Five out Ooh. of five Whoa. burgers for me. Wow. Yeah. How does this burger stack against the previous burgers of the same John. Oh yeah, no. This is Title? the best burger of these. This is the best yeah. tasting burger that I've had in this in this series. Nice. And I've, I've tasted like ten out of fourteen of them, <laughs> <laughs> or fifteen of them at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Joe? What did you? What, did you, what would you give this? I would. I'll go on the burger route, but for me, it's not the. It's not that the plate is expensive. It's that this is a double cheeseburger. And you don't even know what the secret sauce is, but the secret sauce is full of every flavor you could have ever wanted. (laughs) And as you're biting into this double cheeseburger, you're like, there's just too much going on here. And then at the same time, you're like, but it's just perfect. There's too much going on here. These these bites are so full of like double cheddar beef patty things. And it's just everything about them is fantastic. And you're like, where did that mushroom come from? But I love it. Is that perfectly, is that a perfect piece of lettuce that is just too crunchy, yet not crunchy enough, yet perfect? How did this happen? And it's a five out of five out of double cheeseburgers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I feel like this is this is so great because it's it hits it's gonna bring in everybody from the past who has played these games for everyone like my age, so they'll love it. But more importantly, they're gonna bring in like a whole new young generation, the youth. And then like one day they'll look back and be like, I remember on the PS4 <laughs> I played the Ratchet and Clank. And it was fantastic. Remember that, John? Yes, Molly. Anyway, that's how I pictured the youth being. Where, that where are the youth living? <laughs> <laughs> Outside of Troy's mansion. Yeah, right. We're, we're with my $250 plates. Yeah, they're orphaned yeah. monocle salesmen. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Troy, for bringing us Ratchet and Clank a rift apart. With that, that brings us to our news segment. Starting us off, Brian. Can you give us some sad news? Oh, I have nothing but sad news. <laughs> uh, thank you, Amanda, for tossing that to me. Yeah, sad news abroad this week, y'all. Uh, let's start it off with uh, with some shockingly sad news. 
Uh, Jen O'Neill, the co-head of Blizzard, is actually leaving the company at the end of the year. Uh, she has immediately stepped back from her current position, uh, but she's actually going to stay on with the company until just the end. Um, and it's kind of shocking because she's only been a part of or in her new position for like two and a half months. Wow. Yeah. And, and she's coming into Blizzard while they're embroiled in sexual harassment and more um, uh, charges and accusations. And so she came in as as a face as, as like people are just leaving and getting fired out of yeah. that company. And and so th- uh, we don't know what's going on, but that still doesn't bode very good. It does for the company. It really doesn't. It's just rightly so. I mean, bur- burn Blizzard to the ground at this point. Yeah. Just just scorch them. Start over. Taste one of day. Dragons uh, Gaming Network does not advocate arson, <laughs> but we do advocate scorching things. Right? We're breath Scor- breath weapons. Of course. Breath fire. Of course. Metaphorical scorching. Ah, okay, there we go. Okay, there we okay. go. There we go. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's just super weird. And and the way that that happened as well is that it was during the earnings call or the shareholders meeting. And it was just like, oh, yeah, it's effective immediately. It's like, what? Oh, what do you, what oh, do you, that's what do you a... mean? That's, oh, what? wow. Like, <laughs> they just like kind of like snuck that in there. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's that's interesting. And then uh, that coupled with the next bit of news, which was that during that same shareholders meeting, they announced that the next two big games that are going to be coming out, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, are going to be delayed uh, most likely into 2023. They didn't give an exact timeline. Wow. But they're like... Yeah, there's a lot of games that we're working on for next year, and um, we don't. We, we, this is going to just be probably be later. This is going to be a later thing. We're delaying it. It's like, geez, scorch earth. Yeah, <laughs> just, just wipe it all out. Oh, <laughs> just God. move on. And so that was also again during the same earnings call, which caused uh, Blizzard stock to or Activision Blizzard stock to drop. I think like ten points in a day. Oh, it was bad. It was, it was real, real bad. bad. Just a straight line down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, was, it was. It was not good. Yeah, they just got up and they'd be like, hey, guys, just letting you know, we don't have any games coming out for the next year and a half. By the way, this person's also fired. But back to the games. And you're like, what? She She wasn't fired. No, 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 she's stepping back. She's stepping back. They they also said that they had too much on their plates. And because of the the chip problems and because of all of the problems with trying to get product to be able to make games, Mm -hmm. they said they were having a hard time with that. So they were kind of like... Hey, remember how the world's in turmoil and how you can't get all these things? Well, we're having problems too. Wink, wink. Next year is going to be full of games that we had planned for this year. So we got to move the ones for next year over to another time. And it was kind of like, no one's getting the wink, wink, guys. Yeah. It's not working, guys. Just, just, working. just was not a good I, call. Not a good call. I hope for the people who work at Blizzard that they figure this out. Agreed. Because I know a lot of people work for that company and they mm-hmm. probably really depend on their jobs. But uh, they could use a change of management, it sounds like. Maybe they could do a little bit yeah. of rotating up at the top. Yeah. yeah, my heart goes out to all like the, the good people working at Blizzard who are just caught in this oh, storm yeah. that was not of their making. I agree. And I, it also makes me feel bad for people who are still currently playing Overwatch because they're putting yeah. off like updates on Overwatch because they're working on Overwatch 2. And they're expecting it to have been out. I'm sure you have. That's why I was like wondering, like, because like they've been putting off a bunch of stuff because like, oh, no, it's going to be coming out with Overwatch 2. It's going to be included. You know, everything's going to be compatible. Uh, But with it being delayed to 2023, it's like, oh, so another or another 2023. Uh, Oh, it's going to be delayed. Great. So we're going to still have nothing for the next year. Like, it's just it's just interesting. Video games are so competitive. It's hard to have even a small delay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then let me give you the final bit of news uh, for myself, which was, you know, uh, the uh, the nice nightcap onto this amazingly upbeat news segment, which is Japan's Gundam Cafes 
uh, are unfortunately shutting down in January of next year. Ah, oh, you all used to go to those. We did. Yeah, I am very sad about it. We those did. are the, the cafes with the actual like Gundam robots that like they have. What do they do? They have do they like come um, one. Uh, they have like one in six scale, one in ten scale ones here and there, and they'll have uh, they like if you go into the bathroom, like different buttons in the bathroom, like huh? that would do things. They actually like Wait, turn what? on and like light up, and it's like a Gundam Aww. face is there. They and... have Gundams in the bathroom. It's it's like you were going to the bathroom in a cockpit of one Ugh. of the Gundams. It's very weird, Brian, but really please cool. tell me that urinal is just like a Gundam that you're just like <laughs> stepping into. I took video of the girls one because it was a Zaku face. And if you press the button to turn the, the water on, it uh, actually lit up a thing in the mirror. And it was like the front of a Zaku was like turning wow. on. It was, like, it was just really weird and cool. And yeah. I was like, I have to show this to Brian, but it's so weird to be recording anything in a bathroom. Right. <laughs> Thankfully, it's just a single person bathroom. So okay, yeah, okay, okay. It, it wasn't too like, bad. It was still like... Oh, wow, they, they like tricked out everything and, in here. And then in the actual like like cafe, they do like a show, like a robot show? Or... They don't do a robot show. What it is is everything's themed to uh, Gundams. Okay, themed to Gundams. So everything's themed Gundams. Uh, you can buy merchandise there that's only in those Gundam cafes. Um, gotcha. And yeah, I mean, it's it's well, just real sad. Bummer. Yeah, because they just only opened up like in 2010. Um, so they haven't been around like terribly long. Uh, and one of them, they just opened up, I think, last year. Um, I forget. I think it was in Osaka. They opened up yeah. one, and that's and the already... Odaiba one's only been there for like three years. I think it's yeah. well, or four so, years. And, and because tourists can't go into Japan right now, it's not like yeah, it's not like even people can be like, yeah. oh well, let me go there one last time. You can't. <laughs> it would be hard to rationalize keeping them open because you don't even know when it's going to change. It's exactly. not like oh no, if we could just hold on for another few months, it's like hold on till what ah. exactly? So. Uh, they're shutting them down, but they did say that they are working on a new project that's going to be coming along. They kind of okay. hinted at it, winked and nudge. Uh, so hopefully that means something new and improved will come. But yeah, it's kind of sad. I hope it happens in uh, Yokohama where the the actual Gundam they were building that has like all the things behind it and the hands move and everything. Ooh. Yeah, that, I hope whatever they're doing, it has to do with that because that thing is really cool. <laughs> yeah, that one, they they also just opened that, that yep. one. And that one uh, is still going to be around until I think May of next year. So it's a little bit longer, but uh, that was only supposed to be until May anyways. Yeah. Lots of things there in general are only for limited time anyway. So like when they closed J-World, I was like super bummed about that, but that only had a six-year time limit to it. Right. So it's one of those like you just kind of have to be aware that that's just a lot of a cultural thing there. It's, you have things for a while and then they're gone. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So that'll do it for my news. Uh, but Hassel, I think you have a nice upbeat news segment as well, right? Yeah. Um, actually, I don't. Uh, you guys uh, want you guys you guys want more bummer news? Sure. Uh, yeah, at this point, let's do it. <laughs> right? Why not? Right? Um, so I'm here to tell you guys that uh, Take Two, during their earning calls today, announced that they have canceled an unannounced game that they've already spent fifty three million dollars into. Ooh. Wait. What? What? What does Take Two do? What kind of games? So, uh, Take Two is the the 2K studio. They are the same makers that made uh, Mafia Three, developed okay. by Hangar Thirteen. Yeah. The game that they were developing. I'm gonna go ahead and read a little bit of this to you guys. Uh, it was codenamed Vault, and it was uh, in the vein of Destiny. So it was a uh, third person uh, multiplayer. Okay. Mm. Uh, co-op that uh, involved like things like tanks and th- um, what do yeah. they call him? The, the different Planes? classes. 
No. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Planes, uh, trains, yeah, and automobiles. Uh, boats. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> boats. Uh, so, like, uh, wizards. Um, yeah, I got you. Yeah, rangers. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They they codenamed the, the game Vault because it was short for Voltron. I don't know. Oh. Oh. I don't know Damn if that it. has anything to do with the actual Voltron. Which oh, that sounds like a great idea. That would have been so cool. Like you're just part of like a giant robot that you can form oh. with your buds. I want to be the left leg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a leg. So, you know, Hangar 13 and Take-Two have gone through a couple of, you know, massive layoffs in 2017, 2018. Uh, that mm-hmm. coupled with, you know, what's going on with the world and like the shortages for essentially everything due to the supply chain issues and mm-hmm. with the COVID-19 pandemic, um, the head of the studio uh, deemed it that it would be commercially unviable to release the game. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they're right. Because, I agree. Because like Destiny 2 itself is uh, not, not as hot as it once was. And all the all the kind of Destiny clones that have come out since, whether it was Anthem or Marvel's Avengers, have all been really flat, have all really fallen flat. And they spent so much money on those games. Yep. Because they're third person, they're multiplayer, they're PvP, they're PvE. Like, it's so much going on, so many resources yeah. that if it's not going to be a guaranteed hit, yeah, you may just want to cut your losses. Yeah, MMOs yeah. are always a huge gamble. It takes a lot of money to develop mm-hmm. them, and then they're either huge or they, they don't make what they cost. Exactly, exactly. So uh, the project's cancellation is more than likely going to affect about 200 people, but Hangar 13 uh, remains very confident that there is going to be plenty of work elsewhere like in their departments to be able to staff all 200 people so good 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 okay, I'm, that's glad. Nice. I'm glad joe can, can you give us some good news yes i can yay hey yes, i can <laughs> as of a few days ago pikmin bloom has finally come out and for those of you who do not know what pikmin bloom is it is the game that nantic and nintendo was working on to bring pikmin into the real world much like pokemon go and harry potter wizards world and those ones uh, Pikmin Bloom is adorable. <laughs> I recommend highly if you especially are one of those people who is crazy like me, who likes to know how many steps you take in a day. It is awesome. It tell every step you take t- works towards planting and pulling and getting more Pikmin in your party. And I don't know what the Pikmin do aside from look adorable and make flowers everywhere, <laughs> but it's really, really, really cute. Um, the music is fantastic. If you do actually end up listening to the music, which I normally don't do in games, but I turned it on for this because I remembered the Pikmin music is amazing. Um, it's it's a load of fun. You start off, they give you a couple planted to seeds to plant, and then you and you pull the little Pikmin up, and then you give them little nectar that they find, and the, and then they like get little flowers on their heads. They're like the Pikmin. Pikmin are adorable. You know what Pikmin are. So I recommend it highly. It's a lot of fun. Thus far, I've leveled up a whole bunch, and I've got a whole bunch of little seedlings in in pots, and I really like it. I can't wait to. There's these weird things in the ground that are in like special spots, that, like big giant looking plant things and I cannot wait to walk near one of those so that I can be like yeah that's right my Pikmin are going to dig that up it's going to be great (laughs) (laughs) so as you level up you get the ability to have more Pikmin and the more Pikmin you have the more cute everything looks in the world so and oh one of the cool things it does when your Pikmin create flowers everywhere all over the world essentially like and and since it's one of those AR games and it's they're putting you know virtual reality flowers everywhere other people can see the flowers that you have planted that's kind of cool. I, I logged on today and it's very sad because there are no flowers anywhere, but I'm very much looking forward to the first time like I, I flip open my phone and then there are more flowers that I did not put there. And I'll be like, ah! <laughs> yes, I'm excited. I think for the next week, that's going to be, I, I mean, I am an avid Pokemon Go player. So a lot of the, a lot of it is actually very different so far. 
There is no like catch mechanic. There is none of the that kind of stuff. It is really just a, hey, walk around, enjoy walking around, enjoy watching the Pikmin, actually get nectar and fruit from different areas, and like they'll bring them over to you, they'll walk off screen, and they'll come back on. It's, it's adorable. The game's really, really fun so far. I hope I get lost in it the way I get lost in most of these AR games. <laughs> it's exciting. So yeah, happy news, Pikmin Blue. Give it a whirl. Hooray. And join our Discord, because if you do, then we can be friends in Pikmin. <laughs> and then share flowers? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, we're going to find out. <laughs> and our final bit of news, Joe is here from Katsu Sando to share some Animal Crossing news. My favorite bit, which is, turn up for what? <laughs> Hello and welcome to this beautifully updated, glorious day in Animal Crossing. Hopefully the update has brought us islanders all the joy we were looking forward to. Joy that includes farming, Captain, Brewster, The Roost, cooking, a pro camera mode, morning stretches, new nookwares, more storage, new recipes and DIYs, new shops, more haircuts, island ordinances, permanent ladders, extra inclines and bridges, new villager reactions, and gyroids. Let's not forget the paid DLC that brings us new furniture, new villagers, and as our correspondent Fanula and Bree says, the adorable sea otter Lottie and her crew at Paradise Planning. I hope we're all polishing off our furniture, prepping our island spaces for farming, and diving headfirst into the Animal Crossing Update 2.0. And that's your slice of Animal Crossing pie. This is Joe from Katsusanda reminding you to look up for the shooting stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rusted parts. Back to you, dragons. Thank you, Joe. Do you guys think it's confusing that we have two correspondents named Joe? Oh, gosh. Nah. No, no it's fine. Because this has been Turn Up For What? That does it for the news, which brings us to Complicated Game Lore. Complicated Game Lore is the segment where we, your dragons, explain the plot, characters, and game mechanics of well-known complicated video games that we have not played. Instead, we will describe this game based on the title of the game and the cover art alone. For listeners who would like to play along at home, we will drop a copy of the cover art into the podcast channel on the Taste of Dragons Discord. Check for a link in the description. Without further ado, Brian, what is our game? All right, so the game I have for you guys this week, I'm really happy with. So it's called The Mystery of the Druids. Okay. Okay. I'm already on board so, with this. So already on board. I'm going to show you a picture of it because this picture is infamous for being one of the worst cover arts wait, ever. Wait, wait, oh. wait. How am I going to see it? Uh, look it oh, up. Okay. Look up the wrath, <laughs> the mystery of the druids. The mystery of the druids. Okay, here we go. <laughs> You don't need to look it up. Oh, my god! It's gosh. not going to help you. Goodness. What is that? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I don't want to see. I'm, I'm afraid to look it up. I don't want to know anything more besides the picture and the title. That is, that is a picture. It is a horrified man in a cloak <laughs> with the mystery of the druids underneath it. This is uh, Through okay. the title, this is clearly a detective game, and you play as that man on the cover. Right. There's got to be a mystery Which somewhere. is a renowned druid detective. I, I'm getting, like, old... Like, uh, like, um, like PC adventure, point and click adventure game vibes from this uh, okay. mystery. It's called mystery of what? Uh, the mystery of the druids. Mystery of the druids. This may be like part three of like a five oh. <laughs> part like anthology. It was the mystery um, of the Celts, and then right. the mystery of the druids, and then yeah, I get it. So I, I'm getting very, very big. Uh, I want to say horror game vibes off of this. Yeah. That okay. guy is screaming. So, that guy is terrified. A horror mystery game. See, I, I don't get any of that. I see that guy and I think, ah, oh, that's a wizard. And he's been making <laughs> people like help him move furniture in his house. And it's the mystery of like, how is he going to make his house look nicer? 
with that guy's face? Yeah. Okay, so hang on a second. They moved the furniture the way it hits toe. If he's a wizard. He's he's upset. He like just found out he's a wizard. And he's like, (gasps) oh my gosh. (laughs) He's just like pulling bunnies out of places and like turning his chairs, giving his chairs legs. He's just like, oh gosh. I think he's making Stonehenge, actually. He's he's a wizard from back then. So he's like walking around and he's like, Joe, I have a question. Do you think that the guy on this cover is asking other people to pivot? Is that yes. what's happening? Yes, that's perfect. Yes. Like, that's I, exactly what's happening, yes. I must say that whoever this gentleman is on this cover has an incredible dental plan. Those <laughs> teeth are so straight and pearly white. Like, Especially for the time. What's we, that mystery? We've decided that this is from... Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. that time. That time. When, yeah. when druids were around in, yeah. you know, it's played like um, Starcraft. I feel like this yeah. is a StarCraft game. I feel, okay. Like, okay. I feel like that guy is building a, a settlement, okay. you know, and, and, oh, and yeah. he's, he's he's a wizard and he's just getting very upset because things are attacking the settlement and he's like been moving furniture in his house and he hit his foot and he's screaming, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, yeah, audience. he's settling an area for right. druids and he's defending against right? the people that are coming in and being like, you can't be druids anymore. Right. Yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah. Audience, okay. if you haven't yet, like as, as Amanda said, it, Please go and take a look at this picture so that it's horrifying. <laughs> oh, what's the, is. The, the sound effect that they use in every movie? What's that guy's name? Wilhelm? Oh, the Wilhelm scream. Oh, that the, guy's yes. name is Wilhelm because yes, he is making yes. that noise. Yeah. Yes, perfect. <laughs> okay, um, so I, I am taking a look at the cover right now, and it does seem to have a couple of like stones in the background. So I do think that there's like some stone wait, play let, in this. Let me oh, see there that was stones in the background? Brian, yeah. That picture. So, <laughs> sure you. Uh, I'm we, thinking we, that uh, maybe. Picture here. Okay, yeah, there's definitely some rough like terrain behind yeah. this person. Oh my gosh, his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, oh, I totally noticed gosh. that terrain beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Am I the only one who thinks this looks a little Skyrim like? Yes. Oh, I guess Skyrim. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I think because of the stones and because of his expression, I'm thinking that this gentleman is stuck in the classic outlander type scenario where he touched a rock oh. at some point and has <gasps> been transported back in time. Okay, um, and he's gonna fall in love with a nice young man. Well, Aww. yes, he's gonna he he's gonna have to pick between a nice young man who is you know a Scot preferably, or uh, a member of the British Army. <laughs> what? Uh, what what time frame do you picture this being? Um, this is- probably like nine o'clock. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, you know what? I get it. I get it. He just wa- he's not even screaming, he's yawning. Right. That's what it is. He's just very tired. There's I, a lot more going on in that I'm picture say, than I realized. <laughs> based based on that picture, I'm gonna say this is like a two thousand three ish game. You're close. I'm gonna say oh, whoa, all right, thanks, Brian. All right, <laughs> You're give welcome. it to wow. me. Uh, I'm gonna say that it is definitely PC. Oh, Wait, I can see this on a PlayStation. Does too. that mean nothing else we've said has been close? No, you guys have. I just was letting you rip. Because oh, okay. <laughs> if so, I'm a little worried. <laughs> uh, so and- the the cover that I'm looking at um, has the actual rating for it, and I don't know if that's going to help us. It's rated oh, okay. M. Oh wow! Whoa! Oh, like what? it says How? 17 plus on there. Oh, are they doing like sexy druids? Are they doing like? Oh, well, like, I mean, if they're doing druids, right? Druid, you know, are like they doing well? Druid yeah. stuff? Are Come they doing night. outlander druids? Because that would be sexy druids. Oh, that's true. If we're going outlander, then the rating's not high enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, I'm going to settle personally on a horror uh, point-and-click adventure game from 2003, early 2000s uh, for the PC. I'm going to say a fanfic Skyrim precursor uh, that <laughs> centers specifically on Wilhelm the, the Druid. <laughs> Wilhelm the Screamer. Wilhelm the Screamer and Druid, yeah. He's like a screaming goat. You know, that kind of thing. What do you think, Isel? Where are you going? Uh, I'm going with uh, my initial uh, thought that it is going to be an outlander scenario where Wil- Wilhelm was just a regular everyday, you know, guy. Uh, and he went and touched the stone, and now he's transported into Druid times where uh, he has to find his way back and maybe find love at the same time. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Joe? I'm going to go with it's a StarCraft-esque uh, Stonehenge <laughs> builder, and the Druid gentleman is trying to save the settlement by building Stonehenge, which will stop the bad people from coming in. Okay. This is the like... only game I want to play. Wait, hang on a second. The only... I... The only thing, that. the only thing I didn't describe is what kind of type of game I think this is. Correct. Okay. So what do you think? I think Racing? this is one of those like <laughs> date games that you can get oh, on your phone. Yes. Oh, I get. It's yeah, a dating sim. sim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The romance. Well, Outlander. Yeah, it's clearly a dating yeah, yeah. sim. You want to know what I find hilarious about all this? As much as you guys are joking around and everything, each one of you guys got something correct. Yes. You know what? <laughs> you know, maybe maybe the segment is really called "Guess My Game Lore." Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because if we're we're all just throwing it out, we're we're getting it. You, we, you guys are. You guys surprisingly right. had something in each one of yours. I was like. That is very close. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So, All right. so All right, okay. So, me, number one, is his is. name Wilhelm? <laughs> his name is not Wilhelm. Dang it. Damn his it. name is Brent Halligan. Okay. 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 So, that's fine. But so the story takes place in Britain where Detective Brent Halligan, Ooh, an Amanda. inspector at Co- Scotland Yard, investigates a, a brutal series of murders committed in England. And uh, it takes him like all throughout British order, uh-huh, like uh-huh. all throughout Britain, and uh, it's it's surrounding the demise of the British order of druids, and eventually okay. takes him on a oh. trip through time itself. Oh. oh, but let me give you the beginning of this though. Like I just want to read off a couple of like little things. So the mystery of the druids begins with a dark ceremony at Stonehenge. Oh, <laughs> in 1000 AD, where all but a few of the druids are enveloped in a supernatural glow before being consumed by fire. That means and they're then, naked. Yeah. yeah. So then, in the year 2000, a New Scotland Yard in, in London, Detective Brent Halligan has been assigned to investigate a series of brutal murders known as the Skeleton Murders. And assisting him with this is, is investigation is Dr. Melanie Turner, an anthropologist at Oxford Museum. Nice. Uh, so. Uh, they discovered that m- the murders match the description of cannibalistic sacrificial oh. rites performed by Brit- um, Britannic whoa. Druids. Okay, who had whoa. cannibalism on their right? card? Did any oh, of us have cannibalism? Gosh, I can't believe we didn't just oh, nope. cannibalism. His face I'm, clearly says, I want to yeah, eat a human. Right? I'm disappointed in us. Right? <laughs> Crap. So of the, course it's cannibalism. Of course, of course. So while <laughs> investigating a lead regarding a group of neo-Druids called the Circle, Halligan is captured and held prisoner by their, by their leader, Lord Sinclair. Halligan escapes, but discovers the circle of performing a human sacrifice and faints. Okay. Halligan awakens at the dinner, and unbeknownst to him is eating human flesh, which grants no. strength and power, but also makes him susceptible to brainwashing. Wait, there's that real face. magic in this. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. So eventually so he he's actually, a wizard. Yeah, he is uh-huh. a wizard. Uh, so he like goes through all about, you know, 
Britain trying to find stuff and everything. Uh, he eventually goes to the Twelve Bridge Ruins, where once there, him and Turner are sent back in time to the original uh, oh, thing oh, that yeah, was going the on. Ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he eventually tries to stop it, fails, gets sent back to his regular time. Uh, some stuff happens. He's able to to prevent it. But the very end, though. Um, one second. Sorry, is my eye is water. Okay. At the very end, Turner is near death, but Halligan is able to save her using magical mistletoe, after which they oh, share a kiss. Gosh. Gross. <laughs> he does find love. He does find love. <laughs> yes. Holy As you guys crap. Were t- like, I, I couldn't believe how at the very beginning, man, it's like, oh, it is a point and click, by the way. Yeah. It is a point and click adventure game. So I couldn't believe it at the very beginning, man, it's like, this is a point and click adventure game with a detective. I was like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I like point and click detective adventure games. So yeah, this game is amazing. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for guessing that. That was a, that was yes, a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for bringing amazing. us that game. But uh, unfortunately, that does bring us to the end of this week's episode. Hassel, plug the social media. Uh, to continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for indie game updates, on Instagram for updates and silly images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting throughout the week. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you, Hassel. As always, my name is Manda. My name is Troy. I'm Brian. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are the Taste of Dragons. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. Woo-hoo. We're going to Stonehead, y'all. Yeah, and it was released on Windows in 2001. So good job. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste.